they're in the boat, the disciples, and they see Jesus walking on the water. And Peter says, call me to come. And Jesus says, come. He starts walking on the water. He's doing great. Then he looks at the storm and the storm gets in him. And what happens? He begins to sink. And I love this. I love this. Look at the next bit. It says, immediately, Jesus reached out and picked him up. Immediately. He didn't wait. Do you know what that means? It means he was right there with him. He was with him. Jesus was with him and he's with you in the midst of your fear. He is with you. He has always been with you. To think anything else is delusion. It is a lie. Welcome to The Word Podcast. This is Sam and I am so happy that you have tuned in to episode 8, which is called Do Not Be Afraid. Now, you know how it is. Before we get started, I want to invite you to pray with me and we are doing that right now. Dear Lord Jesus, you're here with us. Powerful. You are here with us and you are with the person under the sound of my voice who is listening to this episode. Lord, I just pray that you give that person a realization that you have always been with them. No matter how tough things are, no matter how dark it seems to get, you have always been there and you always will be there. Lord, I just pray that you bring light to this person's life and to my life, to our lives, and that you help us to see your truth. Holy Spirit, we just thank you that you're going to do that for us now. God, we just praise you. We give you all the glory and honor because it is worthy to you. In Jesus' mighty name, we all said amen. Guys, a fantastic episode lined up. I have been looking forward to doing this episode for such a long time. I've wanted to do this episode for weeks and weeks and weeks. It was one of the first topics I wanted to talk about. And it is do not be afraid. Throughout the Bible, humans are constantly told not to be afraid. Why don't you go check? Go check how many times the Bible tells us, do not be afraid or fear not. You know, I I read somewhere that there's possibly 365 different references to not fear. 365 different references in the Bible telling us not to fear. And that's one for every single day of the year. Every single day of the year. I read that somewhere. It's powerful. And even if there was only one scripture that told us, do not fear, that would be enough. (laughs) That would be enough. Now, I've got an observation, and it's this, right? Humanity gets scared a lot. Humanity gets scared a lot, not just in the Bible, but we can see it in our world. Maybe we can even see it in our own lives, instances where we are afraid, things that we are afraid of, things that we're afraid of. I know right now in the world with a lot of people I've been talking to, they're afraid. They're afraid of the things that are going on, okay? And funny enough, the date that I'm actually recording this, it's a little bit later than usual. It's September 11. Wow. A very memorable date, 9-11, where so much fear was struck into the hearts of of so many people around the world. Do you know I didn't even plan to do this episode on September 11? That is just really weird. It's just ironic, actually. But anyway, humans, we get spooked so easily. 
Humans get scared very easily. You know, if you go through the Bible, I said this before, there's so many different instances where it says, do not be afraid, either from God or from an angel. Have you gone through the Bible and seen how many times angels say to humans, do not be afraid? It's the first thing they say to us. I can just imagine an angel being called up by God. Oi, over here, buddy, you're going to go do a mission for me on earth. Okay, I need you to go tell someone something. Okay, okay, great. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. come back. Now, make sure, okay, first thing, whenever we encounter humans, what's the first thing we say? Fear not. Beautiful. Great job. Okay. They they spook easily. Remember, don't forget to say fear not. That's pretty that was a long joke, by the way. That was a long illustration. But I can just imagine God saying that to the angels. Like so many times to humans, an angel says, Fear not. An angel appears to Hagar in the Old Testament, fear not. Appears to Zechariah, fear not. Appears to Mary. Gabriel appears to Mary, fear not. Appears to Joseph, fear not. Angel appears to the women at the resu- at the resurrection. Fear not. It's it's ridiculous. How many times do we have to be told not to be afraid? You know, it's um, it just makes me laugh. And Jesus, you know, when he's healing the woman with the issue of blood, he's on his way to go heal Jairus's daughter, the leader of the synagogue's daughter. And what happens is people come up to him and say, "Listen, your daughter's dead. Don't worry." Jesus, he snaps. He says, "Don't be afraid. Just believe." I love it. He's so cool, man. And he's so quick to eradicate fear. So fear, it's a massive problem. It is the root of so many of our problems. But why are we afraid? Why are we afraid? Let's start there. Why are we afraid? You know, the Bible says that fear does not come from God. It does not come from God. If you are experiencing fear or you're afraid of something, it is not God that is making you afraid. Okay? In the Bible, it says in 2 Timothy, it says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, of love, and of self-control, or a sound mind, another translation says. So it does not come from God. It doesn't. I actually believe it comes from the enemy. I believe it's a tool of the devil. Okay? It's a fruit of his work, not God's work. You know, fear is one of the things, one of the first things that we inherited from the fall. You know the story, Adam and Eve, they eat the fruit they weren't meant to, their eyes are open, they see that they're naked and they hide. God comes looking for them. He says, Adam, where are you? And Adam says, I heard you in the garden. I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. Okay, it does not come from God. It is a work of the enemy's deception. Okay, and fear Very quickly, I'll say this. Fear is lies. Big, big lies. Okay? And it comes from the devil. It comes from the enemy. So, fear. What is fear? What is fear? I have a few different answers here, and you know who I am. These are not black and white answers. You may agree. You may disagree. I may be wrong. I may be right. Okay? These are thoughts for you to think on. So what is fear? Well, I would say this, you know, my dad, I've had so many conversations about fear with my dad, okay? For those who don't know, my dad's a minister. And dad has said something to me that's always stuck with me, and it's this. Fear has many different children. Did you get it? Fear has many different children. Okay, what that means is that fear has many ways of disguising itself. 
Sometimes it will disguise itself as shame. I mentioned that before. Or embarrassment or guilt. Okay, it has heaps of different masks that it likes to wear. And it can be hard to identify it. It's in disguise. And, it's, and it becomes elusive to us. And sometimes we think that we're experiencing something else, but really it's fear. Remember, it's the root of a problem. Okay, and, and sometimes actually we disguise fear with practicality. Oh, come on, that's good. That's good. We like to disguise fear with pragmatism. You know, we say that we're being a realist, but really we're just afraid and we don't know it. And it's okay. Let's move through it though. Let's not stay in it. Okay, so fear has many different masks, has many different children. And it's funny, both of my answers um, come from friends. Okay, so the first one was from my dad. The second one comes from a mate of mine. And uh, he's another minister. His name's Jamie. Jamie King, my man. And he's, he's helped me with this a lot. And he says, fear is negative faith. You're believing the wrong thing. You're using faith just the wrong way. You're believing in the wrong thing. It's like, a, it's like the dark side of faith. It's you being afraid of something and you're so afraid of that thing happening, you, you begin to believe the lie that it's going to happen. And you believe that. You believe the lie. You're believing in a lie. It is fake faith. It's negative faith. Okay? Some would even argue that it is the opposite to faith. That's my third point. The first one, what is fear? That it has many children. It disguises itself. Two, that it's like a negative faith. And three, which is, sounds contradictory, but I don't think it is, that it is the opposite to faith or opposite to genuine faith, I would say. And that's because in the Bible, there are so many times where Jesus would say, don't be afraid, just believe. Don't be afraid, just believe. I want to say to you, do not be afraid, just believe. Whatever you're going through, I know it's tough. I know it's scary, but just believe. Believe God. You know, there's some stories in the Bible that really depict this. Okay, one of my favorites is this. The disciples and Jesus are in a boat, okay? And there's a storm going on. And the disciples are freaking out. Where's Jesus, mate? He's in the boat. He's asleep. He's got his head on a pillow. He's snoozing, okay? And what happens is the disciples wake him up. They say, Jesus, we're going to sink. We're going to drown. He gets up and he turns to the storm and he says, peace, be still. And the storm stops. And then he turns to the disciples and he stops the real storm. The internal storm. You know what I'm talking about? When we have fear, it's like a storm on the inside. See, the storm on the outside, it's nothing for Jesus. Nothing for Jesus. He wants to deal with the storm on the inside. Come on, I'm getting excited now. There's another story. Jesus is walking on the water. We know it. And Peter says, Lord, if it's you, call me. Call me to come. And Jesus says, come. So he walks and he's walking on the water. And then what happens? He looks at the storm. And the storm gets in him and he begins to sink. Come on. And Jesus says, why did you doubt? I'm going to come back to that story. I'm coming back to it. So Jesus makes the connection between having no faith and being afraid or not having the correct kind of faith and being afraid. Okay? Now, I'm moving on. Next question. How do we overcome fear? How do we overcome this storm, quiet this storm? 
How do we do it? Now, I've got a few points. And please, don't treat these points like, you know, your five-point plan to getting over fear. Just go talk with God. Go talk with Him. Don't treat the Word like a checklist. Please, talk with Him. Talk with Jesus. Okay, so my points. Here's the first one. You ready? It's this. Do not reason with your fear. Do not reason with it. Sometimes we spend so much of our time just trying to convince ourselves and reason with our fear and we get stuck in this mental battle, this battle of the mind with our fears. But I would say, don't do that. Don't talk to your fear. I'd say, talk to Jesus. Okay? Don't try and reason with it. Don't try and reason with your fear. Just talk with Jesus. I want to. I want you to imagine that it's like you're in a legal battle. You know, you're in a courtroom and you've got the plaintiff and you've got the defendant. And the plaintiff, they have their lawyer and the defendant, they have their lawyer. Okay? The plaintiff, he discusses with his lawyer. The defendant, he discusses with his lawyer. Okay? Now, if I need advice, I don't go to the enemy's lawyer. Okay? I talk to my own lawyer. I talk to my own advocate. Okay? He's trying to help me. Okay? Same with you and me with fear. We don't go and talk to fear. We don't go talk to this spirit of fear and try and reason with it and try and figure it out. No. Just talk to Jesus. He's your advocate. Just talk with him. Say, Jesus, I'm, I'm afraid. I'm really afraid. Do you know you can trust him? You can trust Jesus. Trust him with your fears. Talk to him. Talk with him and say, look, I'm, I'm afraid of this happening. Okay, I know you haven't given me a spirit of fear. I know it doesn't come from you. Okay, make your requests known to him. Don't come to him because of fear. Don't come to him in fear. The Bible says that we come boldly. We come boldly to the throne room of grace because we know he loves us. Okay, come to him because he's your father and he loves you. Because he loves you. So that's the first thing I'd say. Do not reason with your fear. Okay? Talk with Jesus. Now, the second thing is that realize that Jesus is with you in the midst of your fear. Do you know what? You go through the Bible and have a look at how many times the Bible says, do not be afraid, and then look at the reason that comes right after. Usually it says, do not be afraid, or be courageous, or fear not. Why? Because I will be with you, or I am with you. Go check it out. You know, we looked at the story before of Peter walking on the water with Jesus. They're in the boat, the disciples, and they see Jesus walking on the water. And Peter says, call me to come. And Jesus says, come. He starts walking on the water. He's doing great. Then he looks at the storm, and the storm gets in him. Oh, that's powerful, man. I could preach on that for days. I want to stop myself. The storm gets in him. And what happens? He begins to sink. And I love this. I love this. Look at the next bit. It says, immediately, immediately, Jesus reached out and picked him up. Immediately. He didn't wait. Immediately he catches him. Do you know what that means? It means he was right there with him. He was with him. Jesus was with him and he's with you in the midst of your fear. He is with you. He has always been with you. To think anything else is delusion. It is lies. Remember, fear is lies. Fear makes us think that we're alone, that God is not with us, but he is with us and he will be with us always. Always, always, and always. Come on, I'm, I'm getting too excited. Calm me down. You know, we all know our favorite scripture, Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. Okay? 
What, what does verse 4 say? It says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. People, we have a shepherd. We have a good shepherd, not just any old shepherd. We have a good shepherd who is with us and he's protecting us. He's protecting us. And he's with us, people. And he's with you in the midst of your storm. And the storm's nothing for him. He just wants to walk on it. And he wants you to walk on it with him. He wants you to walk on it with him because he's with you. The same way he's in the fire with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You know the story. There's three men get chucked in the fire. And then the people say, we see someone like the Son of Man in there with them. It's God. And then what happens? They come out of the fire. They come out of the storm. They come out of their problem. They don't even smell like smoke. That's what God wants for you and for me. That's what he wants. He doesn't want you bound in fear, hiding, ashamed, thinking that you're alone. Okay, trying to hide from God. No, we go to God. He's with us. He is for us. And he's for you and for me. Hallelujah. Look, my next point, my third point is this. You are the beloved. You just need to be loved by God. There is power in God's love. You know, last episode I spoke on the love of God, the love of God. And the Bible says something beautiful about love. It says that perfect love casts out fear. You know, God's perfect love for you, it can cast out all your fears. When you see and realize how much God loves you, it'll cast out your fear. It'll cast out your fear. Because you know that he's got your back. You know that he's got you. And you just see it. It's not that he begins to start having your back. No, he has always had your back. He's always covered you. But now you just see it. You see it. Your eyes are opened. Because remember, when we see God loving us, we see Jesus as the one who loves us. Our eyes are open. He's revealed. Last episode, go check it out. I haven't got time. So he loves us and he loves you. You're so valuable to him. What does the Bible say in Matthew chapter 10? Jesus says, do not be afraid or worried because God has numbered the hairs on your head. Your hairs of your head are all numbered by God. Listen, I love my son. Me and my wife, we love our son. Okay? But we've never sat down to number the hairs on his head. I don't mean count them. I mean number them. Okay, this one here, honey, you hold that one. That's number 255,604. We've never sat down to number them. Okay, and trust me, my son's got a lot of hair. Okay? He's got a lot of hair. He's born with a mullet. Okay? He's one year old. He's had six haircuts. Okay, but we've never sat down to number them or count them, and we love him so much. Could you imagine how much more with God? God's love is it cares about the details. You know, it's a love that's so big, yet so small. It's so big, it covers all the big problems, and it's so small that it finds its way to the little problems, the little things. Whatever your problem is, it is not too insignificant, it is not too small for God. He cares, He cares about it more than you care about it. Because he loves you. And that love casts out all our fears. Isn't it beautiful to know that there's a God who is so compassionate for you? You know, it's easy to think that God is compassionate for everyone. He loves the world, just loves everyone. But he loves you. Just you. And just me. 
He's so personal. I love it. I love it. Alrighty. My last point. It's this. Be conscious of the righteousness that God has given you. Be conscious of the righteousness that God has given you. Do you know that you're righteous? You know, God's love and his sacrifice for you has made you righteous. You are on good terms with God. You and God are on good terms. The Bible says you are the righteousness of God in Christ. And it's a gift. And we receive that gift by faith. You've got it. And do you know what the Bible says? The Bible says that the righteous, watch this, are as bold as a lion. They are as bold as a lion. You know, when you know that God loves you, it's so easy to believe that you're righteous, that he's given you righteousness, not just any old kind of righteousness, but the very righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. He gives you the best, his own, as a gift by his grace. I love it. And that makes us bold, that we can come to him and say, God, I'm afraid, but I thank you you've given me victory. I thank you that I'm righteous. I thank you that you love me. And the boldness just begins to froth up. God, this feels so good. (laughs) It feels so good to know that God loves us. (sighs) Guys, I'm just going to repeat those four things again. Number one, do not reason with fear. Talk with Jesus. Number two, realize that he's with you. He has always been with you in the midst of your fear. Number three, be loved by God. Be loved by God. You already are loved. Just receive it. And number four, Be conscious that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Just receive that by faith, that free gift. Hallelujah. You know, Jesus doesn't want us to be afraid. He doesn't want us to have fear. That's why he makes it his business to be in the midst of our fear, to be with us so he can love us and cast it out. You know, just closing off, the Bible says that when Jesus resurrected from the dead, His disciples were meeting behind locked doors because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. They were afraid that they were going to get caught. And the Bible says something beautiful. It says, suddenly, Jesus appears in the midst. Jesus appeared in the midst of their fear. And what does he say to them? He says, peace be with you. (laughs) He's so cool. Jesus is just cooler than the seeds in a cucumber, I'm telling you. And that's what he loves to do with us. He loves to get in the midst of our fear. He wants to let us know that he's close. And I just want to say to you that he's with you in the midst of your fear. I want to invite you to pray with me now. I want to pray for you. I want you to pray for me. I want you to pray for others who you know are being bound by fear. They've hidden themselves away and they're locked and bound by their fear. We're going to do that right now. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you for your love for us. We thank you that you showed us how much you love us by dying on a cruel cross. Father, we thank you that you conquered all our fears and you have overcome the world. Lord, I just pray for each person under the sound of my voice that they can see that they are righteous by faith, by having faith in the work of Christ, by having faith 
in Christ. And I just pray that they receive that righteousness as a free gift. Lord, I just pray that you help them see that you love them. Help them to become the beloved. They already are the beloved, but help them posture themselves as the beloved, loved by God. Lord, help us to see that you are with us in the midst of our fears. You have always been with us. You have always been with us. And Lord, we will not negotiate. We will not talk with our fears. But we come to you. We come boldly to your throne room of grace. And we know, Father God, that we receive those things that we need in our times of need. Father, I just pray for each person under the sound of my voice that whatever trials they are going through, you help them see that you are with them and that you will bring them through. Because, Father, you are the good shepherd who leads us through the valley of the shadow of death. And you will not let us remain in that valley. You will lead us through and out the other side. And I just pray that you give us give us the faith to see that to see and believe that that is what you're doing and that you're with us, Lord. I just pray that you continue to reveal your love to each person under the sound of my voice and let them know that you are the God who goes before them. Lord, I pray that this word spoken into their hearts by your Holy Spirit will be protected, will not be snatched away by the enemy, but it will just be planted and it will germinate and bring forth fruit fruit, godly fruit, in Jesus' mighty name, I pray. And we all said a beautiful, a big and bold, amen. Guys, thank you so much for tuning into this episode. And I know and believe that it is going to do something awesome. This word is going to do something awesome. It's doing it right now, even as I speak in the background. God is moving. God is working. Just rest. Guys, if you love the content that we're putting out here at The Word Podcast, go to our Instagram and our Facebook page. I'll put all those links in the description below. And one more thing, if you love what we're doing here at The Word Podcast and it's bringing any sort of value to your life, get in contact with us. Let us know by going to our socials that I mentioned before. Also, you can go to our Buy Me A Coffee page where you can become a supporter or a member for as little or as much as you would like. Also, we have some notes from previous episodes on there as well. So go check them out. Guys, thank you so much again for tuning in. Have a great week and I'm going to catch you on the next one. Be loved, be loved and be blessed. God bless you. Bye-bye.